No, oh, thank you, thank you, thank you. Glad to be back. Hello today. This is Santuck Man, Fisherman's View on Life. Would like to uh, welcome everybody back. Appreciate you stopping back in wherever you are. My people over there in Ghana, hello. We have uh, we have uh, talked several nights. I've met at least a half a dozen from Ghana already, and I'm liking their vibes. There's some nice people, it seems, and they want to come to the states. I can't hook them up. So anybody out there that wants some want a nice person in their life as a as a husband or a wife get online man find you somebody that's looking to come here and try to get themselves right all right i had uh a hello from one of my cousins let me see what he said this is this is damien cheeks he's on my mom's side and he's my third cousin i think i think he's my third cousin Let me see here. Second cousin, excuse me. That's like mom's nephew. <laughs> mm. All right. So uh, let me see what side he's on. Make sure. Mom's side, yep. So let's see what he and I said to one another. Uh, we started talking way back in May, and all we did was, hello, how you doing? Then I invited him to my podcast and told him that we have 5,000 family members, and we are to be cousins. That is, uh, we are second cousins. That is close. Give me a call if you like. And I told him I was live on around 6.30-ish. <clears throat> and then uh, he responded, just got your message. I'll have a few beers, but this sounds very interesting. And then uh, I said hello today in May of uh, this year. May 8th. Then May 10th, he... Then uh, May 10th, he responded, hey, sorry, been really busy at work. How are things going? I said, it's, it's uh, okay. I'm swamped myself. I'm going live tonight, 6.30-ish. He didn't respond. So we uh wishing to communicate. So I'm going to send him a hello. I'm sending my hello today, cousin. I'm live now. Let's chat. Mm. 
so I sent him that. But he's my second cousin. We can talk family, because I can probably name some cousins he's re- he's related to up there in Baltimore. I don't know if he grew up there or not, but we're going to find out. <laughs> Let's see what our bands look like. Yeah, man. We tatted it all up. <laughs> 22nd, 19, 13, 12, 11, 10, 9, 7, 6, uh, 7, 6, 4, 2. <laughs> We're 3.9 hundredths of a percent. Wow. Wow, that's something. Oh, no. So, oh, my. All right, I'm going to call off some more of my names of the kinfolks I have all over. These people are just mind blowing. Oh. Forgive my unprofessionalism. All right, I'm going back to my ancestral uh, makeup. Last two days, I've gone through the Sardinian. Chinese Dao, Southern Indian subgroup. I had one family member in that. Then Bengali and Northeast Indian. Indian. I had two people of that. Then I had uh, Melanesian. Had three people of that. Three family members, cousins. They They were fourth and fifth cousins. Mom and dad side. Then Central Asia, Northern Indian, and Pakistani had three of them. And then we went to Northern India, and Pakistani had three of them. Then we went to the Egyptian, had four of them. Then we went to the Vietnamese had five of them family members. Then we went to the Manchurian and the Mongolians. We had five of those. Then we went to the Iranian, Caucasian, and Mesopotamians. We had six of those. Then we went to Southern Indian and Sri Lanka. Seven of those, and let me see. I'm going to get them right now. See all seven of those. Indian, Sri Lankan. Arnetta Johnson. She's in California. I'm hoping to see a connection to my grandfather who might have been Asian. I think I already said hey to her. 
Yeah. Yeah. I just gave her a hello a day ago. She ain't said nothing back, so. Then we had, what was that? This is Southern Indian and Sri Lankan. Technology. Now I can't get anything. All right, let's see. Skip. Let me see what the Chinese. All right. Analysia. Matthews, Tacoma, and Alicia. She says, I am the daughter of Jerome Matthews and Christina Dinas. I am open to connecting with any family members that I cross paths with to learn more about my ancestry. Well, hello. I think this is going to be our first time connecting. So, I'm going to see what side of the family you on. I'm going to say my dad's side, just for giggles. Hmm. Nope. I was wrong. Mom's side. Mom's side. Mom's side of the, of the family. <clears throat> Let's see. Annalisa Matthews. You related to me on my mother's side. Hello, cousin. Hello. Today, cousin, hope all's well. We are related on my mother's mom's side. On my mom's side. She was Maddie Louise Smith and Harris. 
out. Y'all know I'm typing. So I'm, t- I'm uh, texting my cousin, let her know um, we can talk, what side of the family we are. Mm-hmm. Tell him, give me a call. Yep. It's amazing. So, 
I sent I sent my cousin let me pull this thing down. Sent my cousin Anna Alicia Matthews a hello. She's my fifth cousin on my mom's side. She's uh up in Washington, couldn't be out there, New Tacoma. Then we got another one, Kathleen, and did them too. Cosina Drake's, San Antonio, Texas. Fourth cousin. Hello today. You're on my mom's side. Hello, cousin. Give me a call. Tell her, give me a call. Mm-hmm. 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 Fourth cousin, I did in Texas. Cosina Drake's. Drake, not Drake's, but Drake. Um, got Jason King. We already did Jason King, I think. Yeah, I did. Yeah. Two days ago. He ain't responded, so I'm going to take it like he don't want to talk. Yep. So that was uh, my relatives out there that had Southern Indian and Sri Lankan. So now I'm going to my Chinese cousins. <laughs> Have seven, two, four. These are the Chinese. Oh, okay. I just did the Chinese. Hmm. Now we go into the North African. North African got eight. Hey. Hey. Two. Hello, Chris Wilson. How you doing? You all right? Everything good with you, Chris? Let me invite Chris on. 
How you doing? There we go. <laughs> yeah. You surviving? Yeah, for the moment. I hear you. So I'm looking at I'm looking up some of my North African relatives. I have eight. How are you finding all these? <laughs> On my 23andMe account. You did a DNA yet? Never. Never? My father did. Yeah? Yeah. Yeah, I'm related to, I told you about who all I was really related to the last time, I think. Partly, yeah. Yeah, so I got a lot of great bloodline. Need to know who you're related to, man, so your kids don't date, you know what I mean? Right. You send your kids off and stuff. They're going off to this college and that college and going to that town. Don't know anybody, you know? That's That's usually the way it is. That's the way it is, but it's the wrong way, man. <coughs> Everybody, I'm, I'm a firm believer. Everybody should establish their own bloodline and, and give everybody the same tattoo on the same spot on their on they shoulder. And everybody have that same blood, that, that same tattoo. Makes sense. You know, a marking, whatever marking you want. Every kid get one. Agreed. So you know, parents started, you know, because it's wrong, man. Yeah. Um, you, the last show, I, one of the shows I was on, you had a, a gal from uh, Ghana, I think. Mm-hmm. And you were looking into going to Africa. Yeah. And uh, <laughs> um, I know Africa ain't no joke, man. No, but it's also not safe either. Yeah, that's what I mean. I, I don't uh I don't particularly care to go there, to be honest with you. Well, you'll like our solution better. What? Well, I told you it's uh write this down. I'll I'll type it in, okay? Mm-hmm. And then you copy this into your notes, okay? Okay. This is what we've been working on for five years. Okay. With my buddy. And it's being finalized now. Mm. And uh, it's called New Life Aboard. Can I spell that right? Almost. Hang on. New Life. Is it abroad or aboard? Aboard. New Life Aboard. A-B-O-A-R-D dot com space Inc. So I'm, I'm spelling it out for you now. And you can go to the website and there. All right. Mm-hmm. Newlifeaboard.com. Newlifeaboard.com. Right. What's the INC? Incorporated. Do you do that? Do you dot com INC? No, you skip a space. You skip a space and then you INC? You don't even need the INC. You can just okay. go to newlifeaboard.com. Okay. And it'll bring it up. And you'll see our ships that we're negotiating. Oh, yeah? Oh, yeah. There's going to be 10 to 12 to start off with. Uh, they're 900 to 1,000 feet long, uh, 101 to 120 feet wide, uh, 11 decks tall. 
and these are all being converted to uh, implosive solar energy, implosive renewables, all of them. Oh yeah. They'll never need uh, fuel ever. They're ever? Not, no, they're not fuel based. It's solar and uh, rechargeable energy. It's what we call in renewable or implosive energy. Mm. What, the, what the Germans uh, developed in uh, 1940, starting in 1934 and finished in 1945. But they never stopped. They never stopped uh, uh, building them. Built them in uh, uh, Brazil and Argentina, 1946 onward. I have photos all the way into the uh, oh gosh, into the 1990s of these graphs. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Germany never lost World War II. We were taught they did. Mm. They lost the battle, and Hitler sacrificed mainland Germany because he moved his assets of uh, 100 plus thousand senior officers from major to <sighs> to Argentina under Juan Perón and uh, Evita Perón and also to our, to uh, the Northeast quadrant uh, of Antarctica, which is uh, like Iceland. It is, uh, it's got thermal geysers mm. and they built a city underneath there. A very oh, yeah. Long. Oh, yeah. It's still active today. Oh, yeah. They went, had a war. They had two wars. Uh, one was with the uh, Americans, the British, the Russians, and the uh, Australians and Norwegians. Now it's mm. called Operation uh, High Jump. Uh, they beat the crap out of the, uh, out of the uh, Allies. Oh, yeah. Oh, they sunk two ships, uh, killed 59 crew members on various ships. They damaged... Uh, uh, at least two ships, and these they had uh, uh, basically what you call flying saucers. Mm. They had these uh, discs uh, that came out of the water, and they attacked, and they had uh, they're all uh, electrogravity. Oh yeah, oh, yeah. They were five thousand years ahead of us in uh, technology. Oh wow! And now they built the German Space Force. That's been in effect since nineteen forty-two, and it's a uh, that's why with uh, Donald Trump, he changed it from United States Air Force to United States Space Force. Mm. Because we've always had a space fleet, but it's been German uh, managed and owned. And wow, this goes way beyond the concept of anyone could even comprehend. But the Germans built a base on the moon in Marbellium, which is the southernmost uh, sector of the uh, polar region on just over the dark side mm. built a built built a base in the form of a swastika in 1942 to 43 mm. and then they expanded from there and went to mars and to ceres and uh Eos. wait to mars oh yes how did they get to mars they had they mastered electromagnetic this is Basically, we are using what is known as fossil fuels. We use explosive expendable technology. Mm. You have to fill up your tank every two to 300 miles. You have to explode it for combustion, for power, and it pollutes. It's the most inefficient method, but it made the Rockefeller dynasty and the Rothschild dynasty ultra megalithic rich. Yeah. Now, uh, the Germans, on the other hand, they sacrificed the mainland built bases in uh, 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 Brazil in an extinct volcano, 
on plateaus and also uh, in Argentina, and they were building these crafts. I've got I've got a short video you can watch. It's six minutes long. It's by yeah. Ray, Randolph Winters. It's fascinating. This is in uh, this is in Brazil, and you'll see the crafts uh, take off and land, and you also see some in uh, the same crafts that become non-visible when a helicopter out of Miami goes up to uh, take photographs of it and they go non-visible. They were so far ahead of us, it's just unbelievable. Wow. So this is what we're gonna be contending with in the next six to nine months, mm. literally. So my recommendation to you, mm. Santa Man, is don't go to Africa. No, I'm not. Save $3,500 exactly it's a one-time payment for life. You're going to get paid while working on on our ships. Mm. And you're also going to become, after six months of working, you'll become invested, mm. which means you'll also get not just a salary, but you're going to be in, invested with uh, what you would call like the equivalent of like dividends from uh, the investment of uh, becoming a full-time worker. So it's a win-win situation. Yeah. You, you cannot lose. Wow. This will, we went public uh, Wednesday, uh, July 13th on uh, right on radio, Tony and I. Um, and that was from 1 to 2.30 p.m. And it's in replay. You can see it on right on radio. Just pull up uh, Wednesday, July 13th, 1 to uh, 2.30 p.m. And you'll be able to see exactly what we talked about. And it'll, it'll answer all your questions. We did okay. a one, hour, one hour briefing, and then uh, the last was last thirty minutes was question and answers. Okay, but it's worth watching because this is going on all the shows, and this is absolutely infallible. Okay, our program is so well designed that we've covered everything: agroponics, aquaponics, hydroponics. Mm. Let me see. Uh, Epicure, epiculture, which is uh, you got the uh, osmosis. Um, that's debatable. How is that de debatable? You're gonna have a ship that don't have to go back to port because it's self-sufficient. That's correct. You don't have osmosis. Well, how? <clears throat> the point is, we we can create our own oxygen. We create. No. Our no, own. no, water. And then with water, we'll have desalinization as well as uh, cisterns for collecting fresh water, all sorts of things. Mm. So watch the video. You'll learn a lot. Mm -hmm. And uh, it answers everything. Okay. We're going to be on Kilted Christian show. Mm. Um, hopefully this Friday. We're supposed to be on last Wednesday, but that didn't materialize. Mm. But he does want me, and I've been a regular on his show for several months. Um, and then, uh, then it'll be on. Uh, I've already done it in Canada. It'll be on with Jeff Shepard. We did that one. It'll be on um, uh, in uh, the Netherlands on Lorenz with uh, the world gone mad in Amsterdam, where I grew up. And then it also be on South Osman and uh, Adeline uh, South. Uh, uh, South Australia territory. You speak Dutch? 
I had one year of German and nine years of French. No, no, I'm not fluent, but my ex-wife was German. And I helped her through college. Uh, I did her papers in English when uh, uh, in her junior, senior year. Uh, I was better. She was doing a double major, French and English. I'm mm. sorry, French and German, because she was a native German. Mm. She came over when she was uh, 13 and a half. And because she came over so young, she uh, didn't carry the accent with her. Mm. So when she spoke English, uh, there was no accent. And when she would go switch right to German. But basically, um, there is a difference between Hochdeutsch and Plattdeutsch. Mm. Both German. And she was from uh, near Frankfurt, uh, Offenbach. Which Offenbach. Is, Offenbach is near Sachsenhausen. Sachsenhausen. Mm. Anyway, mm. we went our own way. Um, Germans are very dynamic, uh, very intelligent, <clears throat> but some can be very hard. That's anywhere. And Anybody. With her, it was either her way or the highway. <laughs> so I let her have the highway. Yeah. Anyway. Um, but I grew up in Europe from 69 to 73, and those are the greatest years in the Netherlands. I went to high school there, mm. and it uh, was far better than any other experience I had in life. Mm. I traveled extensively. I got to the Soviet Union. Uh, our teacher, that was, well, actually, she wasn't a teacher. She was the uh, uh, principal's executive assistant, and... Her father was Russian. Her mother was Dutch. She spoke six languages. Mm. English, Russian, Dutch, French, Spanish, and I think uh, uh, German and Italian. I think she had seven or eight. She was that good. So every trip that we took, she was usually on one of those. Yeah. I was going to be on the trip to uh, Egypt because I've always studied uh, archaeology and uh Egyptology since I was like six. Mm. I wanted to see it. Mm. Um, however, um, the week before we were going, hit on September 10th or 13th, and uh, that negated our, our trip. And I was really disappointed because um, a plane was hijacked from Amsterdam. It was a KLM flight, mm. or no, Pan Am rather. Mm -hmm. It was hijacked. It was going to a uh, Zurich or Geneva, Switzerland, and it was hijacked by the Black September, which is uh, the Israeli Mossad. <laughs> and uh, and <coughs> excuse me, um, and they disembarked all the passengers in Cairo, Egypt, and then blew up the plane. Wow! And that was uh, like September tenth, nineteen seventy, nineteen seventy. Anyway, that ended that trip. But I got stupid. Well, you know, people don't do their homework. They don't do their research like I've done for 30 years. Mm. And the name Israel, Israel is both a, um, it's both a, uses a, they're the only calendar that's both, that's uh, solar and lunar. It's both. Mm. It's solar by years. It's lunar by months. And every seven years, without fail, 
you have an economic crash. And this is all part of it's called the Shemitah. And it goes back 20,000 years, back to Babylonia. Oh, yeah? Uh-huh. And basically, uh, I'll give you examples. In 2008, we had the, uh, the Freddie, Freddie Mac and Fannie Mae crisis, okay, the real estate crash. Mm. Go back seven years, and you had the uh, um, Silicon.com crisis where the NASDAQ collapsed in 2001 in uh, Silicon Valley, California. Then you go back seven more years, and you had the junk bond crisis in Mexico, and where their dollar went, uh, their, their peso went to like one ten thousandth of a cent in mm-hmm. 94. Go back another seven years. And then you had the um, 1987 uh, savings and loan fiasco. And I would just bought a used car at that time. Interest rates were very high. Um, okay, so that was 1987. Mm. Go back seven more years, 1980, and you had the uh, stock fiasco. Then you go back seven more years. When I was in college, and you had the OPEC oil crisis. The oil-producing economic countries... And gasoline went from, in overnight, went from 40 cents a gallon to 80 cents. And uh, the speed limits changed from 75 to 55 for exactly seven years. Yeah. So those are the ones that I know personally. Yeah, that's something. So we're at the end of the road on this. Our solution is feasible, affordable, and practical. Mm. The closest one I've seen, uh, they're doing is, uh, they're charging $8 million for the ultra wealthy um, for a year long cruise. Uh, it's 8 million per year. There are expenses included, which are not part of the 8 million. And- You're paying 8 million. You don't have, you shouldn't have to worry about anything. Well. For thirty five hundred, you won't have to worry about anything on ours. You'll have all the uh, you'll have room and board, you'll have food, you'll have clothing, you'll have shelter, you'll have beverage, and not a penny more for life. Mm. It works. It's very practical. It's feasible and affordable. Mm. So, um, anyway. That's what we're doing. Mm-hmm. And it's open to everyone. Yeah. So what was going on before? I just finished up on a project in my my patio and pool. I had to have it. Uh, I can't do it anymore. I had to have a, a neighbor um, pressure wash the cage, which has to done, be done once a year. And then uh, I had my uh, patio deck that we put in. Mm. in 2014 of uh, concrete brick pavers rather than the uh, ceramic tile. Mm-hmm. And so that was pressure washed and then it was sprayed with a uh, a, uh, a sealant that'll last probably, who knows, 5, 10, 15, 20 years, whatever. So, and then I had to put all the stuff back. I'm still rearranging everything to make it back to normal again. So, uh, Anyway, where I am in uh, South Florida, 
It's like 92 to 93 degrees every day. With, mm. like 90, with no humidity. 96% humidity, yeah. You got 96% humidity? 90 to 96, yeah, in that range. It's well, sticky. Oh, you bet. My hair is soaked right now. I have to take a shower because it's like you're outside and you're moving the equipment and <clears> like the furniture, the patio mm. getting organized. And it's like you're, you get soaked in a second. My shirt, my, uh, the back of my neck, all my hair is, is still wet. And I didn't go swimming. Now mm. I got to, tomorrow morning, I've got to go in the pool and all this, all the, uh, the mold and, uh, uh, what do you call it? Um, uh, just all the ferns that were growing up, they all coagulated, uh, mostly in the, in the very lower section. I've got a, a wet dry vac and I'm going to have to go in the pool and suck up all the, the green stuff and push that and then, uh, clean the filter. It's just, it's never ending story having a pool in Florida. Yeah. A mistake. I should have never gotten a pool. I would never get one. Yeah. I do. I wouldn't get one because of kids, man. I just don't want to deal with that. Yeah. That's interesting. Uh, one of your uh, listeners meditation room mentioned, uh, agenda 21, which I've studied thoroughly. And, uh, now they're going agenda 21. I just made a, a couple briefs for you and him is that, um, this was put into effect in 1991 at the Rio de Janeiro conference in Brazil. Mm. And they came out with a three tier game plan. Number one, a one world government, meaning a one world order. Number mm. two, a one world currency, which will be digitized if, if anything. And number three was depopulate the planet from what is now 7.4 billion down to 500 million, just like what was on the Georgia Guidestone that got blown up. 500 million. That's correct. Well, what the hell are you going to do with the rest of the people? They don't, they just going to die off? They were going Give to some Jim Jones juice? Well, no, that was, that was, uh, that was actually an experiment by the CIA. And Jim Jones, uh, basically in, in the, uh, you know, Guyana, uh, basically that, uh, he actually escaped to Israel, but he was, uh, he was assassinated there as well. But back to the agenda 21 is that this game plan has basically been in effect. It was acknowledged. It was videotaped. I saw the tape. I actually had a copy of it back then. And now what they've done is there were two hidden parts to that. Well, not two hidden. It's basically there's always what it's all part of the Masonic order. It's always uh, would you have overt, which is obvious. And then you have the covert, which is not mm. the overt was that uh, they were going to the, the Freemasons. The, the Freemasons are, is the Illuminati, and it's also the Democratic Party. It's one and the same. And what they were doing is uh, they're going to, when they said uh, the Agenda 21, the objective was of the Masonic Order was to collapse world economies in the 21st century. The hidden agenda inside that was initially it was going to be the 21st year of the 21st century, which was last year. Mm. They modified it because they wanted to get, you know, that's strictly nefariously evil. Mm. So then they made it, it's called Agenda 2030. And when you understand the Masonic structure, 
you take the year 2030, you subtract the zeros, and you have the year 23. Mm. Then you take three minus two is one. So it's going to be in one year from the time that they released that last spring. Okay. So plan for it to go down late spring next this coming year. Mm. That's why our game plan will work. And it's, uh, you have to watch the video, but it's, it's very good. You're going to see pictures as well on the website. We've been mm. working on this uh, continually. It's not a waste of time. Mm. And it's the only solution. It's the only viable solution because their objective is to microchip everyone Mm-mm. still alive. Oh, yes, it is. That's the no way. count on it. Microchip everyone, man. That's correct. Except for the globalists. What is the SSI and the SSDI? Well, you have COVID, which is stands for it's always alphanumeric and basically it's certificate of vaccination okay covid and then you have number one nine when you take one that equals the letter a and you take nine that leaders that equals the letter i so that stands for artificial intelligence so you already know what they're going to be putting into the chip and wow so that's what i'm saying you want to bail out bail out where what I just told you, our, our solution. Oh, okay. Hold on a sec. You got a call? Yeah. Okay. Hello. How are you doing? I'm okay. How you doing? Good, good. That is, uh, Wednesday, are you working? Uh, yeah, I'm working till five. Okay. All right. Uh, okay, I See you this Wednesday, though. Okay. All right. All right. You are done. Yep. All right. Thank you. You're welcome. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. That's my student. Okay. You've got students, all right? Yeah, I'm a teacher. What are you teaching? Teach hair. Oh, your hairstylist, correct? Mm-hmm. You did, you did mention that earlier. Yeah. Uh-huh. That's great. You got a skill set. Yeah, I ain't just good looking, man. Yep. Okay. <laughs> I've been researching everything, but it's like, you know, the public, they've been blindsided for their whole lives. And basically, the pandemic was to basically create a situation whereby you have problem, resolution, solution, okay? Mm. And basically what they wanted to do is create a symptoms. And so they would, with a, with a pandemic or pandemic, thereby infecting X number of people. Obviously, the very young and very old would be mostly affected more than any other. And then that the public would demand an outcry to, to correct this. And then what they did is you had five different companies between J and J Johnson, Johnson to uh, Pfizer to, uh, Oh, I forget all the others, but the point is they, number one, you can't sue them. If something goes wrong, mm. they're, they're not they're 
they're non-liable, okay? Not one of them. Zandos, whatever. Okay, the point is, they're all beyond reproach. That was all intentional. Oh, yeah? No, absolutely. Because this way, there are no lawsuits. Yeah. It's experimental. Who would I try an experimental drug mm. that's not proven, that mm. didn't go through to the standard 12 to 14 years of beta research. testing? Yeah, and research to see if it was actually uh, a proven uh, legitimate. Research and development, huh? Right. Well, that thing was, you know, Anthony uh, Fauci announced that three years in advance to to Trump said you were probably going to have a uh, some type of a virus pandemic because he was already involved in it. He was the one that funded it because he was the highest paid federal employee, federal federal government employee. Uh, he's was a is a medical doctor who's never worked on a patient. He is a. He is but there's a, so many different doctors. That's that. That's not a. That's not a bad issue. He's a doctor of pharmacology, of uh, epidemiology. So right. But the point is, you don't work on people. No, he doesn't. But what he did do is, he was the one who funded the vaccine, the virus. Okay. Then he sent sent it from our biochem labs in Fort Detrick, Maryland. Then it went to uh, Canada, and from Canada it was shipped to China, and it was funded by millions of dollars. Now, his he wow. created his own salary. No other federal employee ever had a salary that even came close to his. His was in the millions, okay, because he designed it himself. He is also the uh, proven that he's uh, the son of uh, uh, Mother Teresa, who was notorious for uh, starving children to uh, fasting women mm. to death. He's, you know, he created this and this was all planned. All this. It's just too much for my head to, to absorb, man. Well, I need to that? talk about fishing. You fish? I used to. What type of fish? Um, freshwater. Yeah, uh, bluegill, bass, uh, catfish, what? Yeah, largemouth, smallmouth bass. Um, um, let me see. Uh, we had pike, pickerel, walleye. Um, you had um, sunnies, perch, um, bluegill. You also had, uh, uh, let me see, on the uh, trout, you had brook trout, speckled trout. Uh, I think up in Maine, there was rainbow trout. Mm. Uh, and there was also river trout. But anyway, um, yes, I, fish is uh, essential. It's fish is actually like ninety five percent protein. Yeah, so I don't eat fish. I'm I'm horrified of fish. Are you serious? Yeah, I'm a fisherman and I don't eat fish. Well, I would start learning to like fish. No, I like shrimp, clams, lobster. I like oysters, that too. I like that too. But I can't do the fish, man. I'm I'm so afraid of a bone. No, there's a. I do a flounder and tuna. I have a tuna steak but in, there's, my, in my refrigerator thawing. But there's techniques to filleting a fish. Yeah, those techniques don't work on every fish, man. No, they're different. Yeah. They're, you you ever heard of a croaker? A croaker? Yeah. Probably. Well, it's a, it's a very popular fish, but it's really bony, and it has bones within the flesh. So you can fillet it, and you can you got a nice... Beautiful fillet, right? 
But when you fry it, it exposes the internal bones. It's like little vertebrates, like barbed wire within the flesh. Okay. And you eat that, man. I'm going, holy cow. Oh. Horrible, horrible experience with a fish. You have uh, the same person I was talking about, the Agenda 21. Mm. You've got a person named Meditation Room, which is a good name. Um, and he said, you said microchip everybody. What if you refuse it? Well, that's the objective uh, meditation is that you do not take the vaccine. You do not take the microchip. But it's going to be put into your food, and it's going to be hard to notice because these microchips. How are you going to put a microchip in your food? You're going to get it. If you eat it 24 hours later, 24 to 72 hours, you can craft it out. So the microchip is no longer good. Don't count on it. Let me tell you something. Siemens is the one who funded this microchipping out of Germany and Switzerland. And I got it from one of the best sources. It's a 15-minute audio. You could play it on your show. And you'd have the entire audience of this country listening to you. Because it's a one-hour. It was condensed from a one-hour to a 15-minute. And it was uh, an interview by Dr. Stephen Greer, okay, who is extremely well-known. And mm. uh, he's interviewing a man by the name of uh, uh, William Polalek, P-A-W-E-L-E-C. Mm. This guy was literally near, near brilliant in communications and computers. And basically he worked on this microchip back in 1979 in a positive manner to help our government because too many of our agents were being captured, tortured, and killed. And by having a microchip, they could keep track of them, know where they are, and know how to save them if they needed to be. Mm. What happened was it, it backfired because in these private meetings he had with delegates of personal friends of his that worked for the FBI and the CIA and other departments, mm -hmm. that when they had these special meetings in Virginia, two men showed up and th they had the most incredible credentials. They know exactly when the meeting was, where it was being held, what the subject matter, who was attending it, what time it was the entire function of it. Yet these two people, when they traced them down, they were never invited. And they traced them down to one was part of the USDA mm -hmm. and the other one was part of, uh, I think, uh, Department of Transportation. Anyway, these guys had the most highest level clearances and these were all, their phone lines are supposed to be basically absolutely controlled so they're, they couldn't be intercepted. But you have to watch the video. It's just absolutely fascinating because you're going to learn exactly how deep, <coughs> excuse me, this intelligence goes. And basically what they determined was there were at least four corporations, mega corporations in the world that are outside all international and uh, national boundaries. They operate as they, f at free will, they have the highest level of uh, technology, equipment, they can research and access anything, intercept, and sometimes they work together and sometimes they work against each other. Mm. So he called them from his research, uh, basically the four horsemen of the apocalypse. And wow. so he developed this chip in 1979 and then he found uh, a woman who had a similar chip 
1981, and they were trying to see how far they could basically make the frequency so they could do it remotely. And they found a man in Australia. They hired him to come over. They paid him to come over. And the man was able to, by accident, he scratched the chip and he was able to uh, be, record it within like, oh, it was like, I don't know, 30 feet, 100 feet. And then they did experiments. And then over time, it was able to be detected from basically low Earth orbit. Mm. So we're talking microchips that are so tiny, um, you couldn't even see the house. These are nano microchips. These are beyond belief as far as small. And then uh, what happened was the man in Australia who uh, helped uh, improve the frequency range of the chip, he got an incredible funding. He never had to work again. Then uh, another friend, or rather a colleague, this the one in Australia wasn't a friend, he just through his research, he found this man and brought him over to Denver, Colorado. And then uh, one that was a, a colleague, but not a close colleague, uh, who set up the intelligence and all the uh, um, what you would call uh, security wear of any of a business uh, was contacted to build one in San Francisco. Mm-hmm. And he did this. And then the company later, later, um, one year later said where they produced billions, and I mean billions of chips that are so tiny, it's like smaller than a pinhead. And mm. said that uh, uh, the, when he traced it back, he found out it was Siemens out of uh, Germany and Switzerland. And that they had already, and that what happened was they, they offered him back the, uh, if he wanted to, um, the actual security system we set up, they wouldn't need it any longer. They closed the factory down, got the chips, and these are all microchipped. And yes, they are that tiny. They can go in your food, your water. You could be breathing it, okay? So anyway, mm. the point is, this is real. This is what's happening. And it's beyond the belief of uh, the American and Western uh, uh, personnel today in Western Europe or even Eastern. So anyway, yes, the objective is in the long run, uh, meditation is uh, to refuse any component of it. But it's getting to the point now where it's almost like going to be very difficult to um, bypass this because they're, they're basically laws and contracts have killed this country. Yeah. That's why the only people that get paid in a situation is the lawyers that benefit are the lawyers. Right. And the lawyers are crooked typically. No, no, nah, nah, it's just it's just a continuation of, of bull. I never want to go to the court system, man. No, I I've done it, and that's not worth it. I don't have kids and no none of that child support <clears> stuff. <throat> but I don't. I wouldn't want to go for anything criminal. If right. I go for something criminal, it's got to be for murder. Right. You know, you got to be the bad guy. So I'm gonna have to I'm gonna have to take some guy's head off that wanted to. Fight me over my dog, you know? Right. Uh, so anyway, um, he's, the meditation room is sending you uh, uh, questions. Uh, uh, you said microchip everyone. Uh, what if you refuse it? Yes, the objective is to refuse it. But the question is, are you going to be able to know whether, you know, it's going to be integrated into our food, our, our drinks, 
and even into the air. Yeah. It's going to be very difficult. Microchip. Going to eat the microchip. Going to drink the microchip. So we're going to be microchip whether we like it or not. Well, in our game plan, that won't be necessary. Mm. Because uh, where we're going, the public doesn't realize that uh, that um, the GPS is only tracked in the northern hemisphere, mm. not in the southern hemisphere. Mm. And there's a lot of places that you can go that we will not be in sight or uh, even in range of uh, what they're doing as far as for uh, nefarious uh, stealth uh, activities. Mm. So, anyway, uh, he also stated uh, Agenda 21 is a plan that got signed by Bush in 91 to make the year 2021 more sustainable and give public transportation and force everyone into apartments, a new world of own nothing and have nothing. That is correct. That's well, also we are working on the have nothing and own <coughs> nothing real quick because there's no way people afford in houses now, man. Oh, and absolutely. then the apartments are more. If you do the rent versus uh, uh, home ownership, you would see that uh, rent is is the worst of the two. Right. Well, it's like we were all taught that, you know, basically you start out with an apartment, you rent, you save your money, and you save and you save and you save, and you just be very uh, thrifty, and eventually you'll have enough for some type of down payment for the property. But look what's happened. Property has skyrocketed down belief. It's not even it's not even sustainable anymore. You have somebody on your phone? Mm. I'm sorry, what? It sounded like you had somebody in the background on your phone. No. Okay. Damn messages. Okay. So anyway. Um, uh, he also asked about what about people on SSI and SSDI, mm -hmm. uh, social security, uh, income and, uh, social security disability, uh, that's uh, income anyway. Mm. Um, well, that's what I'm living on right now because they stole my retirement and they still, you know, most countries don't have that. We are the lucky. For the moment, but it's yeah. I mean, you even get a retirement. Like if you stay at a company for five years, you're vested in that company, and they're gonna they guarantee you gonna you're gonna get in a retirement. So you can quit after five years and go get another job, and uh, and uh, get invested in that company and draw a retirement as well. Right. I hear you. Anyway, you know, so life is about money, man. And people are not making enough money to own anything. But at the same time, they're making enough money to go and rent something that they had never owned. Right. And like it too much. You know what I mean? Yeah. But there's no way uh, I can be paying money like that to an apartment. Right. But right now, uh, the objective is not to try to save up money to buy a piece of property. Because in my assessment, anyone living on any continent of any continent, whether it's North America, South America, mm -hmm. European, African, 
Middle Eastern to Asian, they're all doomed. Mm -hmm. What they're going to do is they're going to be depopulating the planet through various forms of uh, uh, vaccines. Uh, through depopulating the planet, so we're gonna have people die, just dying uh, left and right. They're dying. You want to get to five hundred million over? How many billion we got now? We originally had seven point three to seven point four billion. So but you want to go seen... to five hundred million? That's correct. Uh, so a half a billion people in the world, from seven billion to a half a to a half a billion. Right, and that's for the globalists to have their slaves in which to. Uh, where they'd be microchipped and be not, you know, be absolute conformist. And wow, it's very real. But um, they just blew up the Georgia Guidestones. I think you already know about that. That was in northwest of Atlanta. And there's a lot to that. No, wasn't covered. Yeah. Um, Tony, my partner and I, we covered it. Uh, a lot of the facts that weren't shown yeah is that um number one is they only have a picture of the of the car that's uh, departing the scene so you can't see the driver and uh, i don't even know if the license plate is uh, covered or not anyway do you have a picture of the sedan the point mm -hmm. is there are cameras there that are 24 7. they're on for you know round the clock from multiple locations they would have had pictures of everything Number two is that the um, the Georgia Guidestones, the one that got blown up was the one from Africa, okay? Mm. There was like a total of like six with double sides and then a roof atop. It was done, designed in 19, not designed, it was installed in like 1980, mm. about 42 years ago. And that it was, I, what I traced down earlier years past, it was done by, uh, funded by, the initials were R, letters, uh, letter R, letter C, Crucian, C-R-U-S-I-N. Rasta Crucian is the higher form of Freemasonry. That's just too much for me. I well, can't do Mason. I don't do groups. Me and groups ain't well. Right, no. but I'm just saying, what they found out was that um, where, the, where, it was, where the bomb went off, it wasn't external. There was a mm. hole drilled inside two thirds down on the one that was blown up. So there was a hollow one, whether that was designed originally by the, the one who built it and then put a, like a, a dummy uh, piece of concrete that covered up the, the actual hole. So the, the actual, uh, it had to be uh, either like C4 plastique or uh, decon so that um, mm. uh, the way it blew up and because of uh, uh, doesn't have sparks and explosions. Mm. Um, that oh, there's so many other factors. Um, that there was no video uh, shown of all the uh, uh, other pictures. Also, that um, you notice that what they went in with a wrecking crew and destroyed all the other pieces. Mm. Okay, first off, when you ever you have that's a okay. Number one, that's a federal crime. Okay. Because it's a landmark, right? Mm. So, being a federal, being it's a a, a a serious crime, you always have an investigative team do an analysis. They do mm. fingerprints, they do explosives, everything. Nothing was done. They just literally crushed it over and mm. took away the, the, the broken pieces.
Mm. So it's all a cover-up, all of it. But anyway. Hey, I got to go. All right. I'm getting close to my cutoff time. Okay. Well, like, so, uh, anyway, it's nice running into you again. Likewise, Chris. You keep coming back, man. Appreciate you. I will. All righty. We can talk about the subjects. All right. Huh? Signing out. Over and out. Bye. Oh, all right. Bye. All right. Their uh, meditation room. Time for me to go, man. Appreciate you stopping in. They're going to take microchips and blow up. <laughs> I can't call it, man. So uh, meditation room, I'm breaking camp. Zai Wag, I'm breaking camp. Y'all be good. Let me do the countdown. 10, 10 9, 8, 7, 6, 6 5, 4, 4 3, 2, 2 1. Boom. Peace.